Okay, good afternoon everyone, Shalom Aleichem. We continue in the Igeras HaMusar, the Musar treatise of Rav Yisrael Salanter. And Rav Yisrael began by painting a very vivid image of how a person, his power of imagination is very free and what ties him down and what chains him down is his force of Seichel. How the force of imagination leads a person astray without thinking about the certain future when a person will most definitely be visited with recompense and oinshim for improper actions. However, the force of imagination is such a torrent, is such a current, that even though a person knows that he's going to face repercussions for his chatoim, and he alone will bear responsibility for it, and nobody else will pay the price, and how a person is the only one responsible for his actions, and he's going to be the only one who receives punishment. Nobody else will face the consequences, but nevertheless, the power of imagination imagination is such that it's such a force that we cannot overcome it, and now Rabbi Yisrael uh, deals with the uh, next notion that a person may uh, convince himself of to downplay the uh, repercussions that, are, that one will incur for his masim. Says Rabbi Yisrael, Bal person will say, you know what? It's not such a big deal because what kind of punishments are in store for Averois? They, they're not so severe. Maybe they're just like a cold. I could tolerate that. Maybe it's just like a flu. I could tolerate that. But worse comes to worse. How bad could it be? A person might say that the punishments for Chatoim are not that severe. I'll tolerate it. Says Rabbi Yisrael, no. Pige Hatevel. The calamities of this world. Mitzorim Hema Lemachbir are very small in ratio, in proportion, relative to the punishment for sin in the next world. Don't think, I have a high tolerance for pain. I'll take it on the chin. I'll sin and I'll deal with it. No, any calamity that one has ever heard of is insignificant, inconsequential, almost negligible relative to the repercussions of the world to come. Tigal nefesh ha'adam lemidai. Man's soul will be very anguished. Yoim l'shana yechashev. One day of repercussion in the world to come will seem like an entire year. As the Ramban writes in the Shar HaGemol, that one moment and Gehenim is worse than all of the Yisurim of Eoiv throughout his life. So we know what the repercussions are. We have Emuna that there's Char and there's Oynesh. We don't talk about it a lot. It's frightening. We sort of block it out of our minds. We block it out of our reality. But we believe in it and we know it's true. And Rabbi Yisrael is saying this is not something you could just downplay. Don't say, okay, it's it's an inconvenience. It's something that's uncomfortable. No, it's not an inconvenience. It's not something uncomfortable. It's unbearable. So why are we not 
affected by the possibility? Why doesn't that straighten us out? Ah, oh, he says Rabbi Yisrael, Oy ladimyoin, woe to the imagination, Oyev hara halazah, this evil enemy, the imagination that conjures up images in our mind. If only you would partake of that, then you would be happy. If only you would eat that, if only you would look at that, if only you would do that, that will give you real pleasure. So one on the other hand, we know there is Oinshim and Olam on the other hand, that doesn't stand a chance to the torrent, to the current of the imagination. Woe to that enemy, says Rabbi Yisrael, It is in our hands. We could distance it from ourselves. Rev Goldberg says this has another meaning as well. Imagination is a human faculty. We've created it. We've awakened it. And if we've awakened it, that means it is within our ability to overcome it. The only thing is you have to be attentive to the voice of reason that says this may look good, feel good, but you're going to pay a very heavy price and it's not worth it. You can't tolerate that. You can't bear that. It's now within human capacity to tolerate the repercussions. So you have to pay an attentive ear to the seichel. Lahaskil al dvar emes. To grasp the truth and then make a reasonable accounting and, and measure. How much pleasure are you going to have from looking at that? From doing that? From eating that? And lachshoiv schar avera neged hafseda. To consider the reward, the benefit, and the pleasure of an Avera relative to what you're going to lose out by doing the Avera. So really all it takes is a moment of reasoning and say, wow, that looks incredible. I would love to do that. It just ain't worth it. In other words, if a person knew that a boulder would would uh, <laughs> fall on them and render them non-existent, then as good as the thing looks, they're not going to do it. In other words, if they knew they were about to be, uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had Harsinai over their head, and it would fall on them and turn them into flat Stanley in uh, a moment, they would never do what they're about to do. They wouldn't get angry, they wouldn't look, they wouldn't do. So, what kind of decision is this? Why are we always prayed to the Eight Sahara when we know we believe in the repercussions? And all it takes is a simple accounting and a simple cheshvain. So why do we fall prey? The answer is the imagination is such a power, is such a force that it transcends, it overcomes any reasonable thoughts, any reason, because the imagination is emotional. And withdrawing from sin is merely intellectual. And your mind is no match for your emotions. So yeah, you see something, something looks enticing, and the Yitzhahar says, you really gotta look, it's mamish geshmak. And you know that there's punishment. So why in the world would we do it? The answer is, it's the power of the imagination. Says Rabbi Soumanasa, what could we do? Hadimyoin nachal shaitif. The imagination is a roaring river. 
the Haseichel Yitva, and the intellect drowns. So what do you do if there's a raging river? You need a boat. Unless we make a travel in a boat. And what is the boat to save oneself from the torrent of the imagination? The boat is Hirigshas Hanefesh, is the stirring of the soul, the awakening of the soul, the Saras Haruach, and the arising and arousing of the spirit. In other words, Rabbi Yisrael is now alluding to one of his main theses in theses in the world of Musar. And that is, Rabbi Yisrael is telling us, let's say, for example, a person knows they shouldn't get angry. A person knows they shouldn't look at something inappropriate. A person knows they can't eat certain things. And yet, people do it, even though they know it's wrong. How is that? They believe there's punishment in the next world. They heard there's a fire over there. So what kind of calculation is that? The answer is because the emotions aroused by the imagination are so much more powerful than any kind of intellectual computation you're going to make. So what's the Yitzah? Are we stuck? The answer is no. Rabbi Yisrael revealed and innovated a method of Musr study that is called Musr Behispailus, where you're going to take the ideas that we know. We know we can't get angry. But Chazal say, Kol HaKoyes, Kol Minei Gehenim, Shoytim, One who gets angry, all types of Gehenim rule over him. So, says Rabbi Yisrael, you need to repeat this type of statement of Chazal. And Rabbi Yisrael would say, with Svasayim Dolkim, he writes this in his second letter, with burning hot lips, Berayo Nachon, with vivid imagery, Betsir Rachav, with very wide illustrative pictures, Laharchiv Kaldavar. Yeah, you know there's Gehenim, there's purgatory for someone who gets angry. So now what you need to do is you need to repeat that statement. Kalakoyes, komine Gehenim Shaltim Bai. Kalakoyes, komine Gehenim Shaltim Bai. Kalakoyes, and then you need to picture a very big fire, something like the fire that they're showing. There was a big fire in the Harhabayas today. One of the Arabs, they were throwing fireworks and it caught on to the tree on the Temple Mount. The whole thing was blazing. So think about that kind of fire, which will be the, uh, the destination of those who allow anger to get the best of them. And you imagine that, and you imagine that, and you imagine that today, and then tomorrow, and then the next day. And then the next time, the Sahara says, That person did that to me? My wife did that to me. My husband did that to me. And he gets you all riled up. All of a sudden, that imaginative uh, fury will be combated. You have to battle fire with fire. Then all of a sudden, the aggregate effect of all of the imagery that a person have, has worked on, of what it means, what, what the repercussions are get, of getting angry, what kind of fire there will be in the future... So you have to fight, fight. All of a sudden, now you're on an equal playing field. Now it's not a, a featherweight against a heavyweight. Now there are two heavyweights in the ring. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu Now the Yvon Shalom will kick in and the Yvon Shalom will help you. But otherwise, you're a, you're a, 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 a lightweight against, um, you know, the world champion. You're no match. You can't fight imagination with intellect. Intellect is a 
is a shrimp. Intellect is a weakling. Intellect is nothing. You need to elevate the intellect into the emotion. That was one of the great um, offerings of Yisrael Salanter, Musr B'Hispailas, to take the ideas that we know here in the head. Everybody knows in the head. No, you can't be arrogant and you can't be jealous and you can't look at improper things. But then as soon as we're faced with the test, we fail every single time. I don't understand. We spend the whole day learning and then we're challenged and we fall. Not Sheva Yipol Tzadik become Elef Yipol Tzadik no come. He still hasn't gotten up yet. So how are you going to do it? So you cannot fight emotion with intellect. You have to bring what's in the mind to the heart. You have to feel the truths of the Torah. Gedoyla Deya. You have to feel it. When you feel it, ah, now we're talking. Now we could battle. Now you've entered the battlefront. Okay, Rabbi Say, thanks for joining today. Wish everybody bracha v'hatzlacha. Have a great day.